You know, Steve and Julie Weintraub, my longtime friends, have one of Tampa Bay's largest selection of hand-picked diamonds on site, as well as an incredible selection of fine jewelry to fit any price range. There truly is something for everyone. Their incredible staff will explain what to look for when buying jewelry that you'll cherish forever, and you can do it without all that sales pressure. They even have their own in-house diamond gem cutting department. That's so you can get your cuttings or repairs done right there, rather than having to wait for it by sending it out. Plus, with their diamond savings account, your diamond will never lose its value. If you ever want to trade it in, you don't have to look at the fine print. You'll get 100% of its value towards a bigger, better diamond. Nobody beats that. So this spring, be sure to shop local and family-owned. Shop at the Golden Diamond Source. Stop by and see them because when you're looking for a diamond, you got to make sure it's a Golden Diamond Source diamond. 3800 Omerton Road in Clearwater or always online at GoldenDiamondSource.com. It's the Golden Diamond Source. Tell them Mike Caldas sent you. Uh, just to set the familial record straight, pun intended, my mom has informed me, and I did not know this for the first 51 years of my life, not only did Uncle Fred's wife know he was gay, she was also gay. What? And so was her mother. Oh, wow. In a time when gay was not a thing. Oh, man. This is fascinating family history. It really is. And a special get well to Frank. Had his rotator cuff surgery today. You got the love I need. They said his fastball should return to about 82 miles per hour, which is a significant decrease from the 95 mile per hour heat that he was painting around the corners. Walk a while with me. But more importantly, it's going to be a couple of weeks before my dad's I really need so much. Back out on the tennis court. Oh, that was that was my question. Is, is how long until he's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's like six to nine weeks or something like that, which is a long time. So if you play... Um, I forgot the name of the game he plays. Assassin's Creed. And you see an Italian stallion stud or something like that pop up. <laughs> is that what it is? I don't know what his oh. screen name is. How do you spell? That's awful. And I'll tell you what, if they do bring back laser light shows after COVID, I do want to see a Led Zepp one. I never saw one as an adult who had taken some drugs. Where did we find out they were doing them? I think it was Jacksonville. in Jacksonville, yeah. They can't throw up a, a laser light. They had him. I don't know what happened, but Mosey had him in that uh, in that Cynodome. That Cynodome was badass. I've seen some nature Man. documentaries that will blow your mind. I saw the worst movie ever in there, and I can't even remember the name of it, but I think it had a giant. It had a, some sort of giant robot and Keanu Reeves. Johnny Mnemonic? No. The day the earth stood still. And I'll tell you what, that Jimmy Page can play some electric guitar, I say in a very obvious statement. Uh, 
Instagram is going to give you a new option that will let you hide the amount of likes that you get, and I need to figure out how I feel about that. I mean, is that is that supposedly, are they saying why? Is that to help people with their mental health? Is that to stop people's feelings from being hurt if they don't get enough likes? So they found, they did feedback. And the feedback they collected from users found a wide range of opinions involving likes. Some people said that it would reduce anxiety and embarrassment that surrounds posting content. But I'm of the frame of mind, if you don't get a lot of likes and you have a lot of followers, either you bought followers, which is pathetic. But aren't aren't they set in stone to like your stuff? Isn't that why you buy them? Don't they just like stuff? Great question. But if no one's genuinely liking your stuff... Your stuff sucks, and you should put better stuff online, right? Like, if you're tweeting, and you get no likes or one like, and you have over a 1,000 followers, you don't have a Twitter account. You have, a, you have a, a diary that you're basically writing in, and maybe one person comes along and goes, oh, I found your ramblings somewhat amusing. I'm intrigued that Instagram is openly talking about this and trying to do something about it because I'm under the impression that the likes and the notifications and everything that come along with it are that's the basis of the drug of uh, that is social media. Yeah, like, like people go back to see the likes. Right. You, you every time you hear a little ding, that gives you a bit of dopamine that sends you into the ooh, as a like, ooh, somebody liked it. You so you take it. that away. It's almost like saying, hey, we're relaunching crack, uh, but this time uh, it won't get you high. Well, no. There's a grand scheme in mind where they make you want that crack even more, right? They take it away from you. There's scarcity. Uh-huh. So they go, oh, hey, um, we're just going to take away your crack for a little bit and experiment and let you control it. So you try it. You're like, let me see if I can handle life without crack. No likes. And then you're like, oh, I need my fix. I need my fix. And then Instagram comes along and they're like, here's your likes back. Or or are they going to be, hey, we did this so much to save people's feelings because we're so giving and so thoughtful. But if you do want the likes, it's going to be $5 a month. That's going to be on a subscription basis only if you want your post to be liked. That's nefarious. I mean, it is, but I also can't understand. I mean, I understand it actually. I just don't think these companies are are big picture in the business of worrying about people's feelings because that will They're be not. the only that will be the only reason is that people. I don't know. I guess if you're self aware enough, you could realize that the chasing the likes is a problem. I mean, we have a kid today. Oh yeah, uh, the twelve year old in Colorado you saw that died from uh, some TikTok challenge. Ugh. So I mean, I think the entire idea of chasing likes is problematic for society. Oh, yeah. I just don't know if Instagram, like, what are you really doing? What are you really trying to, what's your end game here? I'll tweet out the article on TechCrunch. It's very interesting. Facebook, you know, and they're they're owned by Instagram, or Instagram's owned by Facebook. Uh, They've uh, been testing like count removals for some time, and they're going to roll those out in the weeks ahead, too. How messed up is it? I mean, this statement is the first thing that comes to mind. As somebody who hates the idea of being getting some sort of real gratification from likes, what is then the point? If you're not putting it up for likes? No, no, no. What is the point of there being no likes? Oh. I mean, I know that's very shallow sounding. Right. But I think most people who dabble in the world of social media. They want likes. Right. That's why we're all there. Or maybe we're just there to share our stuff and we don't care who likes it. That's not true. (laughs) Uh, Drew Grubb Alive. Hello. It sounded real good, though. Uh, Hello. 
Hi, what's your name from the 727? Oh, uh, Maurice. Hey, Maurice, what's up? I'm Drew. He's John Senning. We're Drew Garabo Live. Awesome. I listen to you guys all the time. I'm in the car line. And uh, this this topic uh, is, is very interesting about the, the limiting of the likes. My son is um, he's nine and he's gotten getting into acting and done done some stuff. Cool. And my wife and I uh, manage his social media presence, and that's a part time job, especially with Instagram. The way that the algorithms and stuff are set up now, oh, yeah. if you're trying to be somebody that's trying to network and get your your name out there, yep. uh, not necessarily as a content creator, but just as somebody, hey, look at my career. Sure. Um, you kind of like depend on the likes because that's how people start following the hashtags. You have to, I mean, you have to put so much every day, every week for no doubt. your stuff to remain relevant and come up on the radar. It's so tough. And I don't you, know how they're planning to yeah. change. And then as a parent, I'm sure you find yourself balancing. You want your kid to pursue his dreams and, uh, and to have a nice life and a, and a comfortable life for himself. But at the same time, you kind of wonder, am I thrusting a nine-year-old into this, into this shallow world that feeds insecurities and manipulates based on likes and shares and hashtags and all that? I'm sure that's a, that's a conflict for you. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fine line to walk because, you know, you're also trying to not just keep them uh, – I don't know if pure is the right word, but you're also trying to keep them off the radar of the dark side sure. of social media. Because, yeah. you know, you're going to get people that are catfishing you and they're like, oh, I'm interested in your son's career. Oh. I do this. And they're totally not. There's some pet. So, I mean, like, well, that's why we watch it like Hawk the Good. way that we do Good. is to try to keep it as positive as possible without putting him in any danger. So it, yeah. it, it, it's tough. And. Again, I don't know. It's hard. So if they make it so that's not so hard yeah. uh, as far as how much things you got to do. I mean, it could be better, but yeah. from the casual user's perspective, it doesn't make any sense. I got you, dude. Thanks a lot for sharing your insight, man. Really appreciate it. Good luck to you and your son, no matter what uh, that ends up looking like, man. Thank you. Uh, appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Absolutely. I really think you would have to be all the social media groups would have to get together and say, hey, this whole mentality of, of likes is causing damage to society, and we've got to rethink the way that we're structured here because – a platform here or even two platforms people will probably then gravitate to Towards another platform and who knows if let's just say facebook instagram and twitter got together and said we will not show likes or hearts on any of our stuff there then automatically becomes a market for another social media platform that can pretty much market themselves solely on the fact like we're me. the home for likes <laughs> like you, me, you're home for likes. miss your likes Miss that instant gratification? Do you want to be constantly reminded of being liked? Yeah. Come over to Like Me, where you put up stuff for people to like. Drew Grubb Alive. Hello, who are you? Hi, this is Joe. Hey, Joe. How you guys doing? Oh, we're real good. Thank you very much. How's your day, man? Not too bad. Nice. Nice day off today. Hell yeah. First off, I wanted to give props on the uh, Live Zeppelin opening. That was pretty sweet. I love that. Good. Um, Glad you enjoyed it. I gave up... Uh, all of the social media over a year ago. Wow. And my life has never been better. It's That's awesome. Good. That's good. Do you find yourself missing it? Yeah. No, never. I actually try to preach to people to just go ahead and get rid of it because it's not a necessary thing in your life. And it is for everything us. Just, just so you I don't know. know. Like it, we, it's we, easier. Yeah, we're, well, certainly, yeah. certainly with your job. Yeah, you have to be a part of it. But like, 
But I, I do wonder, like, if it was not for uh, this job, would I still be on social media? And the answer is probably yes. Like, I, I, I wouldn't use it as focused-wise yeah. as I use it right now, but I I definitely believe that I would probably still be on it and it would still play the same mental and emotional games yeah. that it plays with me. I wonder, you know, obviously, like, we had a, con- a long conversation before the show and having a lot of conversations about the presence of the show on social media that's directly connected to the station, but I do wonder when you're trying to become whatever this is, a personality, having social media presence is big. Cause you, I mean, I think now we're, I don't mean it to sound this way, but it's bigger than just the radio. I mean, you yeah. certainly have to have it. And what I wonder, you I wonder if you take it. that really away, okay, thank you, sir. if you take that away, like, does that really negatively affect the radio show? Um, not the on-air product, but definitely the marketability of it, because you're right. It, it looks great when you're like, I've got 80,000 Twitter followers and, you know. You hear that? Yeah, but I don't know what that was, though. Yeah. And, and you know, when when you can look at a following and you can look at a picture. Like, I, I, I look at our social media for the station a lot. What is that? I have no idea. Is it possible? Do you have anything potted up over there? Yeah, it's off. Okay. It could be the Zoom testing thing. Oh, possibly. okay, good. Whew, man, that was weird. Yeah, sorry about that. No, it's okay. I look at the stuff for the radio station a lot. And if, um, what is that? It's still there. It's still very much there. Okay, I got it off now. Okay. Wait. Uh, no, it's still there. Yeah. Joey, I think I think Joey might be doing something with think... the Zoom in the other room. Is that possible? Well, if nothing's potted, is any single thing potted up over there? Nothing. And I've got my computer muted, so. Yeah. We might just have to push through. Nobody else might be noticing. No, it. I don't think anybody else here is yeah. except you and me. So when you look at the stuff from the radio station... I love seeing how our stuff pops. Like yeah. if, if you see some posts go up and it's like eight comments here, 10, you know, maybe even a like yeah. or two. And then and then when we put stuff up and it pops, is it shallow that that, you know, that fills you yeah. with like a sense of hell? Yeah. Well, yeah. But, you know, I mean, I would take seven days of the week knowing that we were number one in the ratings on the radio before I would say, hey, we can have successful mm. social media posts. So I'm, yeah. I'm just really posing the question. To me, what we do in this room and what the benefits that come from it and the way that we're gauged in, on that, it comes first. And is the other necessary to get success in this room is the question. Whoa. Hi, Drew Gobble Live. How can I help you? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Hey, it's it's Talk Radio Mike. How you been, Drew? Hey, Talk Radio Mike. It's good to hear your energy back, man. Nice to hear your voice. Oh, thanks, man. I uh, kind of slowed down drinking so oh, that's kind of good now, Hello, when, uh, when you say slow down yeah. oh i'm sorry i don't mean to pry but when you say slow down john says hi back by the way uh you, like what was your consumption before and what are you at right now uh it was pretty heavy and now it's pretty light i don't right. like to really throw that out on social uh radio social media right, but I mean, anyway uh, i just want to tell you again i know it said it i mean I well I know it's Thursday, and I want to just tell you again, I apologize for the stuff in the past. And uh, my 84-year-old father is here from New York, and he just really, really hates your show. Okay. Why should I care what an 84-year-old man likes or dislikes? We don't target the show for an 84-year-old man. My 78-year-old mom loves yeah. it. Well, That's good enough for me. What, what's what's your 84-year-old father doing around 605? Because I'll meet him down in the parking lot and break his hip. in a wheelchair you can't break his hip okay uh nevertheless uh did you now let me it's the fact that he doesn't like your show is the fact that he likes your show 
I don't get that. I don't understand what that means. He he likes to he likes to listen. He's like a Howard Stern. He likes to listen to what you're going to say next. Then he likes the show. Like like the people who say they don't like the show, but then listen to the show. You're just lying to yourself. Eighty four. You okay? You're an eighty four year old liar, old man. Oh man. You 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 like the show, otherwise you wouldn't listen <laughs> but, but, to the show. But we shouldn't be punishing the eighty four year old man. We should be punishing the man who's making the call on behalf of the eighty four year old man. No offense, but I don't want to push him back into the bottle, John. So I'm I'm going to take on the old geriatric father oh. of talk radio. Mike. Oh, well, I mean, what does it say about a son who's going to call and put his old eighty four year old uh, wheelchair ridden father He's on blast? He's wrestling with demons, John. Okay, yeah, clearly, Jim, Jim Beam and Jack Daniels have had their way with talk radio. Mike, leaving him a shell of his former self, and now he's got to hear his dad bitch about that jackass on the radio. Have a little empathy, man. Yeah, he is 84. I mean, at least respect your elders. Can you put him on the phone? Can he talk? Uh, yeah, yeah, he can talk. Hold on a second. Let Thank me turn the radio down. Does he have any drinking problems or drug addictions we should know about before we bury his old ass? Oh, no, okay, no, good. no, he doesn't. He doesn't. Hold on. Hold on a second. It's going to be him playing a character. Dr. Drew. Oh, it's really him. Don't pay no attention to him. All right, sir. Yeah, it's really me. It's a pleasure to speak with Don't you. Don't pay no attention to him. I'm only, I'm only 83. I'm not 85. Every, oh, every year he adds an age. He adds, he adds, he's, yeah, a, he's, looking for, he's looking for my money. He's a drunk and a liar. Am I right? He's a great... He's a great son. Sir, Take good care of his father. Sir, can I ask some parenting advice from you? Because you, you know, you're 84. You, you might remember back when your son was a teenager. Do you remember when uh, Young Talk Radio Mike was in his teen years, <laughs> little Mikey? Yeah. How yeah. Did, how did you balance that? Yeah, I remember. Okay, can, I'm just I'm looking for a little guidance as a dad because I'm you know I'm struggling with some stuff myself. I have a 17, almost 18 year old. How do you how do you deal with the fact that your son is preparing himself? for adulthood and thinks he's already ready, but you still feel like you need to teach him a couple of lessons before he flies the coop. How, how do you balance letting him be his own man and make his own decisions versus feeling like you still got a thing or two to teach him, sir? Oh, no. Well, basically with both of my boys, one, one is one is uh, 50, let's see. What'd you do with the successful one, not Mike? One. Well, my well, no, my my successful one. They 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 both have done great. My my oldest son was a heck of a ball player. Oh, maybe he, he was being looked at by the Chicago White Sox system, oh. farm system. Ooh. He's a hell of a hell of a catcher, but he could play all positions. Barons and Michael, his Mike Michael and his music. Uh, he just loves his music. And was uh, he play, what is he? Uh, uh, we I don't know his musical talent. No, I haven't heard. I heard he played the skin flute. Oh no! No, Mike played the Mike played the uh, guitar. He played trumpet. Oh, but he's a hell of a oh, hell that's of a right. Farmer. He said I that. A, was, can you confirm? He said he said he played some brass instrument, but he said an ex girlfriend of his uh, had left a, a brass instrument out for him out in the rain, and she said he gave him a uh, uh, she gave him a rusty trombone. Is that true? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I'll There's see. a lot of things I don't know about my kids, yeah. which I just do not know. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's best that way. All right. Back to the advice. That quite the answer, the, yeah. answer, the answer to your question that, that, that when you ask me yeah. is, the one thing I learned, not only uh, as far as my sons go, but as far as anything goes, mm-hmm. and, and growing up uh, when I was a kid, I thought I knew everything. All right. And as time goes on, you start to learn that, you know, you don't know everything. And what I find out today is that people just don't want to listen to people. 
In other words, I, I tell people, if you're going to talk politics, there's only one way you can talk it. You have to admit they're both wrong. Ooh. If you can't admit it, if you can't admit that, then don't discuss it. I like that. That's a good, that, that's religion. a great, uh, you, like yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Right. And with my kids, I've always tried to explain to them with that. What happened to your father when he was a kid a long time ago was something that happened and I've had to live with it. And, and if I had let it bother me and destroy me, I probably would never would have gotten anywhere uh, in my life with the way, and I had a great father. He, he was one that, that would, would not let me baby myself, not do anything. You're as good as anybody else. And it's only you can make people understand that and realize that. Yeah. First time they meet you, Dick, they're going to understand that there was something wrong. Oh. But after they meet you, how you act to them and that, next time they see you, they're not going to remember it. They're not even going to remember it. And, and it was so right with him. Oh. I grew up with many friends in school and everything else. But I eventually got to the point where I started listening to people. Oh. Uh, I wish you could have met my wife because she was Irish. I lost her four years ago. In fact, it was Easter, Easter uh, Sunday. It, was, it would have been four years. And she was one of these people that when there were things that were wrong, this is here's a saying that you can always remember. I think it, you might like it. She would say, you know, it is what it is. Just suck it up and deal with it. She was a was. suck it up queen, I bet. <laughs> She, yep. yeah, she sure was. She she sure was. Uh, she worked with me with everything. I I created when when I was in the hospital. I probably could tell you every sport figure there was, what his oh. batting average was, what his oh. pitching average was, everything else. John, I, uh, yeah, I spent, John, I spent eleven of my. Hold on one second, I, sir. John, I spent eleven and a half years yeah. of my life. Yeah, I, oh, I'm sorry. This this question may come off slightly insensitive, but I always wondered this with with old couples that that you know you lose your beloved. Do you vividly remember the last time you made love to your wife? Uh yeah, I do. And but the problem with that is. To show you how much I love her, she we had a bad, she had a bad car accident, and every time that emotion would happen or it didn't happen, it would hurt her, and she would go along with it because of the fact that she didn't want to hurt my feelings. Oh, but the day that I realized that it was it wasn't sad and it was hurting her, we stopped. I haven't had sex, and I'll be honest with you, in 20 years. Well, what the hell? What okay, kind of son so, you got? He um, can't run out and find you a nice piece of ass? Yeah, you don't hand talk radio Mike 20 bucks and, and say, go buy your dad a nice piece of ass at the corner you know store? You want to know something? I do. There was nobody like my wife. Oh, nobody. that's beautiful. I love and love. I would, I would ever, ever, ever. No, I would never. Oh. I, and in fact, she wanted me to move down here, and I tell him, no, I can't leave your mother. Her grave is up at, up in uh, Schenectady, oh. in, in New York, and, there, and there's no way I'm going to ever come down. Like, I'll come down to visit you. You can come up and visit me. My other son, he's taking care of me home. Mike takes care of me when I'm up here. They're both good kids. They really are. Yeah, but they're sweet, to, man. To show you're you what sweet. my life has been, oh. to show me what's been my life has been is that I, I don't really like to uh, think to work to somebody because he's saying something that I don't like. Okay. That, that is the, that is why we have freedom of speech. You're right and about and that. you're not going to please everybody. Nope. You're sure not. But I am very disgusted with what, well, I'm very disgusted with what's going on with the politics. Oh, today. me too. That's they're disgusting. all, they're all clowns no and we're in bad shape. Hey, listen, we got to run. We got bills to pay, but thank you. I'm really glad we got to speak. I'm sorry if you really don't like me, but I get the feeling that you kind of do. I just piss you off from time I, to time. There's, there's, you want to know something? I do. 
I'm going to tell you something right now. All right. I don't think there's a person I've ever met that I did not like. Oh, good. Uh, well, we haven't met that's yet. That's the truth. Uh, okay. But but listen, well, you're no, like a male Betty you, White. You, you, I don't know what you. I don't know what you could do to, to uh, make me not like you. Oh, plenty. Uh, just talk to people I know. That's, that's, uh, but listen, you're a sweet, sweet man. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And thank Talk Radio, Mike, for connecting us here. Thank you. All right. Thanks. You're thank welcome. You, thank Bye-bye. you. Thank you. Bye now. What a nice man. What a guy. What a, what a, what a prince of a human being, for crying out loud. I'd like loud. to say that the uh, you know acorn doesn't fall far from the tree, but. It does. It does in that case. 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. That's sad about the last time, like about the car accident and the and the yeah. of the love. My uh, my great uncle and my great aunt. She was uh, she was ill, and uh, but they kept uh, making love uh, active uh, two years after she died. Seven two seven five seven nine one zero two. She was a real giver. One. 1025. We'll be back with more Drew Garabo Live in moments. When we come back, you're going to have to make a choice among the four horsemen of the food. This is a tough one. This is a, a twist on our normal game, and you're going to win fantastic cats and prizes by having to eliminate one, not from the four basic food groups of like bread and cereal, fruit and vegetable, blah, blah, blah. No, the four staples of food. I think I have my choice ready, and it's not going to bring you any joy uh i have my choice ready and what i'd like to do when we come back is to see how well we know each other and at the count of three we'll we'll say what we think the other person's is okay you know what i mean yeah all right uh jeff borum and team borum keller williams they want to do two things for you number one they want to get you into a new house now you might be thinking i want to sell my old house first team borum can take care of that for you but with inventory being what it is you've got to get someone who sees inventory the minute it, I mean, even before it hits the MLS or whatever the heck they call that thing. I think that's called the MLS. Uh, Jeff Borum and Team Borum Keller Williams can do that. They'll find you the property you're looking for, wherever it is, Tarpon Springs, uh, Pinellas Park, whether it's Lake Magdalene, wherever. They'll find it for you, and then they're going to get your current home under contract and sold, and they're going to negotiate through buyers and navigate those murky waters and get you the most for your home while you love your new residence. You've got options with Jeff Borum of Team Borum Keller Williams. He can sell your home. He can buy your home. He can rent your home. And there's no risk. They will let you out of the contract at any time. You owe it to yourself to call my friend Jeff. Schedule an appointment today. Google Team Borum. That's B-O-R-H-A-M. Team Borum. And you can start packing. You're listening to Drew Garabo Live on 102.5 The Bone. 